Welcome, everyone, to a very special edition of the Aftershock. Jamin Moore, live from the Starfire Sports Complex, no longer stadium. We were at the stadium, where the earthquakes won. I don't even know what the final numbers were, Robert, the PK numbers. Like, we were just waiting for someone to miss. <laughs> Matt Bersano looked like he wasn't going to save a PK to me. I don't know why. I just, I just never yeah. felt dangerous. And then walks away the hero of the match robert what's your take on what we just saw i mean uh this game had just about everything it was uh you know we had the the quakes on the ascendancy in the first 15 20 minutes the penalty they go ahead they get a they get a second goal they look like they're in control of the match you know matt Persano kind of maybe uh foretelling the the end of the game you know makes a couple of incredible saves at the end of the first half to somehow uh, you know keep the uh, the lead at two nothing going into halftime um, and then uh, you saw Seattle sort of wake up. The Quakes didn't really have a whole lot of attack in that second half. And and after that, it was, uh, you know, kind of holding on. It really felt like they were holding on for a lot of the match. And, and so when that game went into extra time, it was sort of like, oh, you know, you know, kind of waiting, waiting for something to happen from either side. You know, Bersano stepping up and making good saves. Tanner Beeson, I thought, was fantastic overall as, uh, in defense for that for the for the Quakes tonight. And then when penalties start, which, you know, anything can happen, I, I kept thinking to myself and and i'm gonna have to check the stats i honestly can't remember the last time the quakes won a penalty kick uh uh shootout like that and uh just waiting and waiting and waiting for a difference we saw bersano get closer and closer as the penalty uh kicks went on he didn't look like he was going to make any saves for the longest time but he had a few really close ones near the end there and then when it was keeper on keeper you know when it comes down to the two guys that matter most in the uh in the shootout the Quakes keeper stepped up and made the play, and uh, you know he emphatically slammed home the winner. So uh, a stunning and an amazing result, and obviously the the first time uh, that the Quakes have picked up a road victory in this tournament, and uh, maybe a little bit of revenge for their last time at Starfire, where they did lose on penalties in this Open Cup tournament. Uh, a little bit of uh, payback on it. Yeah, the Sounders came into this game 21-1 and one at Starfire in Open Cups. The only draw was to the Earthquakes back in 2014. The only win was the red card wedding, wedding game where Clint Dempsey ripped up the referee's notebook, got a red card for that, and was suspended for six matches. And I believe if he decided to unretire, he probably would still be suspended for another <laughs> Open Cup match. So he was ineligible also yep. to play tonight, even if he had uh, declared himself uh, again, part of the Sounders in advance of the game. So the Earthquakes win only for the second time of any team in the Open Cup at Starfire tonight. Really exciting uh, match, I thought, from the get-go, Robert. The first half was really action-packed. Um, you know, the, the, I, I really liked the starting lineup, I have to say, particularly up top uh, in terms of Cade Cowell, uh, Benji Kakanovich, and Asani Buddha. 
those guys brought just a ton of energy. We're getting in behind the line. We're creating all kinds of problems for the defense. And then Benji Kikanovich draws uh, a penalty. Actually, probably should have had a second one in the game. Oh, yeah. He was dangerous all night. It was really a lot of fun to watch those three guys work tonight. Uh, what did it look like to you from uh, from the TV and uh, the shot that you had? Yeah, no, I totally agree with the uh, the offense there. You know, watching uh, Buddha on the ball, you know, he's got uh, a few notes here in my first half for sure. A couple of uh, near opportunities. You saw Benji just, he ran his legs off. You know, he, he kind of went down in the extra time with some cramps, but he, he kept on going until he was finally subbed out. You know, he had some some wonderful opportunities, including getting the ball to the end line and not quite finding the connection. You know, Cade had a, had a great goal and, and maybe another opportunity for a goal earlier in the game as well. So like I said, that first half really looked like the attacking crew was putting it all together. You had Skayan and, and Rometty playing a, a pretty solid central midfield for, for the Quake. And uh, like I mentioned, you know, Tanner Beeson doing what he needed to do to, to keep that central defense in check. So, you know, overall, that first 45 minutes was a well-deserved 2-0 lead and and one in which, you know, it, it felt like, you know, the Quakes were the better team uh, for that for that opening stanza. Yeah. And, and by the way, a big thank you to Ane Patel, who is manning the controls tonight. Normally, I, I take that on myself and uh, he is going to be uh, taking it over so that I can focus on this uh, behind me over here is the actual where the press conference is going to be. So we're going to be in the room uh, with the press conference tonight. So you might hear some background noise, but I've got a condenser mic here. So you should mostly only hear me. But in case you get any sort of echo or anything like that, it's because we are in the same room, but there are about 20 to 25 feet further that way. But we will have Alex Cavello and at least hopefully a player. I told Jake Pisani who's in here, so I'll just say it again. He's welcome <laughs> for anyone who wants to come on and celebrate and sit by me and look in the camera and uh, say anything. Uh, they are welcome to stop by and have some fun. And I told him the party's at my place uh, later on tonight. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but, I, you know, the second half um, started off with a bang as well. Uh, Benji Kakanovich looked like he should have had a, that second penalty, as I mentioned. But <laughs> Dominic Peters says, who is an Apatel? Very, very nice, Dom. Um, I, <laughs> so uh, it looked like that Benji was going to draw the second penalty. But what actually happened was uh, Cade Cowell uh, took a ball and just rammed it right back down um, uh, the, uh, the keeper's throat there, um, Cleveland's uh, throat there, uh, for a goal very quickly to get things started. And, you know, the Quakes looked in the driver's seat to nothing, Robert. And then suddenly like the entire momentum shifted. And I noticed at the same time, the rain had started to come. The pitch started to look a little bit wet. Um, players were less sure of their feet. And sure enough, the Sounders know how to play in this. They came yeah. roaring back in the game. Uh, you know, it was for me, it was just a mix of all kinds of things happening at one time as we were just right on top of the action. I was literally right behind Alex Cavello as he's shouting instructions to players on the very front row. We had Quakes fans all around us, many of which are fans of the Aftershock and watch the show. Had a lot of great time tonight with them. But uh, Robert, when things the, when the wheel started to come off, uh, what did you notice um, uh, in that particular time? What shifted the momentum and uh, what were the problems that the Quakes needed to address there? 
Yeah, yeah. And to sort of correct something I said earlier, absolutely. One nothing at halftime and that second goal did come in the second half. And just sort of add to that, you know, just hats off to the Quakes for kind of powering through what was on the replay, a very clear penalty that, you know, should have been awarded to not put their heads down, but rather, you know, to fight and get that second goal almost immediately afterwards. Um, you know, I, I, I hate saying the, the a 2 nothing lead is the most dangerous uh, score in the soccer, but I remember uh, talking to uh, Dunny back in the days and player after player always loves quoting that uh, sort of a kind of a half joke but almost a real thing as well it's a, you know for the for the for the earthquakes things were going pretty well until uh, madranda knocked home uh, an, an excellent free kick you know i mean at that point you know the quakes still were you know in control of the game they didn't look like they were you know giving up too much uh, to seattle but a pretty unfortunate uh, place to give up a, a free kick and then for madranda to step up and expertly put that home that's when i wrote in my notes uh oh i mean that's exactly what i wrote here because it, it just there that was one of those key momentum shifts you see when a, when a team makes a, a, a play like that and at that point you know the quakes were starting to make substitutions uh but they weren't kind of paying dividends in, in in a way you know these were guys coming off the bench that are more your first team guys uh but they weren't able to rest control of the game at that point and it just seemed more and more like seattle was finding their ascendancy after the uh, after they got the first goal and eventually with uh, Montero uh, somehow staying on the field after some some regular Freddie Montero antics, I would say, uh, did find the equalizer on a very well-taken uh, header. Um, unfortunately, Tommy Thompson got a little bit uh, kind of caught on his heels, and, and there was Freddie at the back post to, to make it 2-2. Yeah, uh, Tommy seemed to have uh, trouble with Chu all night uh, down that right side. Um you know, I think like the, the team in overall has kind of moved on from the Tommy Thompson right back experiment, but I think they needed to bring it back for tonight. My guess is with the Vancouver game coming up this weekend as being really the game that they had their eyes on, want, really wanted to make sure that they had an opportunity to go in and win that game. They were probably trying to give uh, some rest as much as they could, you know, to Marcos Lopez and kind of shift the responsibilities around. So, you know, here's the quick circa, you know, 2020. Uh, with uh, with um, uh, Paul Marie at on the left side instead of on the right side, and uh, who I think has been actually very good at right back this year, and then uh, Tommy Thompson on the right. So I think a lot of these comments are actually actually on a, a bit tonight. I do think that you know Tommy had a difficult time, and he and Cavello were very much back and forth. And again, with Cavello right in front of me, he and Cavello were talking back and forth about how much. He should be wide. When should he go in? There really weren't necessarily in agreement all the time about how the best way was uh, to be able to handle Chu on that side. And he certainly was a handful all night long for Tommy Thompson. And for me, I think it's just further proof that when you're facing the elite teams in the, in the league and the elite players in the league, you know, it's, it's definitely needs to be Paul Marie on the right side or the Quakes need to really start shopping you know, for that right back. And we've talked yeah. about that since the beginning of the season. I think Marie's done good, uh, but to, or done well. But tonight, uh, you know, I, I think uh, the shift back because of, of trying to, to get some rest in there for Marcos Lopez and such was uh, was a bit of a problem. Um, what else did you note tonight, uh, Robert, if anything else, you know, from kind of uh, that, uh, that time through the momentum shift when they brought most of the first teamers came on to the pitch, as you mentioned, yeah. Uh, you had Jeremy Abobisi out there. They brought on Montero as the last sub. Um, Jackson Ewell got onto the pitch in the in the central midfield. One of the things that I noticed is that a lot of those midfield battles that they were winning in the first half, they were no longer winning. They felt outnumbered in the middle 
Um, and Matt Bersano doesn't have a super strong leg. And so a lot of times those those balls he was playing off the goal kicks were just going into the middle of the pitch and then coming almost like right back at them. I felt like I was yeah. watching like U10 soccer again where the where the goalkeepers can't kick past midfield. Matt Persano was having a hard time getting that ball past midfield and it was making it very difficult in the central midfield for them to win the balls and then be able to play that they were the way that they were earlier in the game. It just didn't seem like the Quakes were getting a lot of touches. I agree in the center of the you know center of the third of the pitch and the attacking third. You know the the one exception to that you know could have been the uh, the game clincher when uh, Benji Kikanovic you know, was able to pick the ball off of Stephen Cleveland. You know sort of have not a free look at goal. He was outside the area, but he tried to uh, sort of kind of kind of chip a long distance shot to, to find a winner and, and it went over the target. It was pretty much off, off target, but, you know, a clear opportunity, maybe with a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of not rushing the ball, maybe just a little bit of a heads up. You might've had a better chance to put that game away in the 84th, 85th minute. I think it was, um, but that was like that one, that was the one bright spot. You're absolutely right. It just seemed like the quakes were getting, you know, still getting over on the side, you know, Espinosa was, you know, didn't seem the aggressor that we've sometimes seen him at league play. Uh, and then, uh, you know, that was, I think, uh, you know, kind of gave uh, gave the Seattle Sounders a little more confidence on the wings as well. And then Lopez, you know, you know, handled himself well. But, uh, you know, there were there were, uh, you know, just a lot of kind of start and stops along that side of the field for me. You know, there were a lot of kind of discontinuous play. Um, you know, he was getting fouled and that you know, was part of his strategy to, to take those fouls. But it, it, sometimes it seemed to kind of take away any potential momentum that the Quakes could build up. And, uh, you know, after Benji's miss and a, and a free kick at the end that didn't go anywhere, you know, that's what uh, took us to extra time. So, you know, they didn't uh, they didn't uh, give up that third goal. They, they held strong, at least for those last 10, 15 minutes after Seattle had tied it up. Um, but it, uh, other than the Benji chance, it, it, they didn't really put a, a real threatening shot on. I brought up a comment from me, Dorian, there, because one of the the kind of heroes in that defensive stretch, you know, when the momentum had shifted toward the end of the game and on into overtime for me was Marcos Lopez. Uh, and you mentioned Tanner Beeson. I mean, I don't know how many clearances Tanner Beeson had tonight. We don't have quite the same level of stats. I don't have them right in front of me right now anyway uh, from uh, for Open Cup games as we do for MLS regular season games. But Tanner Beeson's head was on the ball all night long. Although a lot of that was just, you know, more routine clearances from crosses in the center of the box. Marcos Lopez put his body on the line. And I feel like from my angle, it looked like he saved the game and then was down on the pitch, uh, you know, hurt for a bit there. And a lot of concerns about a potential head injury uh, in the moment. But man, did he get to that back post and headed that ball out and did a, such a fantastic job. Alex Cavello in the room, uh, about ready for uh, to get to, on to the press conference. But I thought Marcos Lopez toward the end of the game was just an absolute rock star. Um, yep. He did. He's just such an excellent job. He did he, in a couple situations there toward the end. And a lot of, you know, one of the things that uh, we haven't talked about, Robert, but Alex is here. Um, I don't mind him hear, hearing me say this, but I don't know if he did this on purpose. Maybe we'll ask him in the press conference. But those players that he had taking PKs at the end of the game, I knew a lot about the PK history of those players. And people are like, oh, is Beeson any good? I'm like, Beeson was 14 for 14 in college. Mm, He's perfectly yeah. fine. You know, and, uh, you know, Agron, is Agron any good? Yeah, Agron took PKs in college. He's actually really good. Yep. It was over and over again. Uh, you know, the players who stepped up were excellent, experienced PK takers who did such an, a great job in the moment 
uh, so that they were able to do that. I think we're getting ready to get to the press conference now. So, Anae, if uh, I think you have it pretty much ready to go, we just need to unmute it probably. And if uh, I might need to hit on your side, I think we're I think we're good. All right. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Uh, following that crazy uh, U.S. Open Cup win over Seattle, uh, we are joined by interim head coach Alex Covello. Let's go ahead and jump right into questions. Robert, can you hear me? No. Oh, go, go ahead, yes. Bobby. I can hear you now. Okay, go ahead, Robert. Thank you. Okay, yes. Uh, congratulations, Coach. Uh, probably Thank not the way you woke up this morning expecting this game to go, but uh, quite the, uh, the exciting finish. We don't often get to see goalkeepers win the game on both sides of a penalty kick shootout. Um, kind of walk me through the uh, just sort of the, the the emotions and the and the, the post game conversations you had with the players after such a long night and, and such a wonderful victory for the team. No, you can imagine the emotions in the look room. So, win a, another game in the U.S. Open Cup here at Seattle with this unique atmosphere that they have and play against Seattle. Doesn't matter the team that they put on the field is difficult always. So the guys are very, very happy. Important this victory. Thank you, Alex. Uh, Fabian Renkel. Alex, congratulations on the win in Seattle. Uh, Thank you, you're off to a, you're you're off to a blazing hot start. You've won four out of your last five matches as a head coach. How do you feel? Well, I, I feel I feel good. I feel good. They, the guys, we try to to help them as much as we can, you know. But at the end, they are playing, so uh, they have the credit. They have the credit. So I I, I feel very good. Obviously, like uh, I think all the coaches when when the when their team their teams are winning, they feel joy. So we feel good. This is is an important game because also. At the same time, you play Wednesday and you have to go to Vancouver, you know, and, and even if sometimes the performance has not to, um, it's normally, or sometimes the performance and the result are not in the same path, you know, uh, it's important to win in order to face Vancouver with uh, that, uh, that state of mind, that state of mind. Thank you, Alex. Um... Ane, do you have a question? Uh, Robert Jonas? Yeah, um, I, I want to kind of follow up with, uh, you know, just to, to talk about Matt Bersano. Um, in a lot in a lot of these Open Cup games, you know, we see a lot of the players that aren't getting regular minutes uh, feature, get the starts, you know, get their opportunities. You know, for Matt, you know, he hadn't played in a in a game at the major league level uh, for for well a long, long time. Um, can you talk about his performance tonight? From you know playing the entire game, making some incredible saves to to keep the uh, Seattle off the board at the end of the first half. And just this, the the heroic performance he put in there at the end to to uh, to get the victory. He made the one save he had to make, and he, he made the one goal he had to make. So you know, please uh, let let, a, let give us a little insight into into Matt Persano for tonight. No, I have talked with Matt uh, lately since uh, 
with our staff, we came in, you know, Matt Bersano has a lot of history inside the club. He's an important player, even if so, if, if he's difficult as a goalie, you know, because um, he's a big competence. I think that today he had a solid performance. Um, he deserved he deserved to play and, and we saw the result, you know, he did great. He saved the team in, in, in the moments that he had to. And I think that also he was uh, confident with the ball on, on, on his feet. So, so happy for Matt. So, so happy. And for the rest of the guys, right? But uh, as you said, Matt uh, had a long, uh, was a long, long time that he didn't play. Thank you, Alex. Let's go to Jamin Moore. Hi, Alex. Thanks for uh, joining us tonight. It's good to see you. Um, what uh, was interesting to me is kind of how things worked out at the end where you had some really good penalty takers out there, you know, for the kicks from the mark uh, part of the uh, game. Um, given these open cup matches require the uh, overtimes sometimes and uh, the, you know, having to take these penalty kicks, how much did that factor into your plans around the substitutes? Were you trying to win in regulation or were you thinking just in case you needed to play overtime? Uh, how you would want to play. Hi, Jamon. Um, well, no, I think that we we made the substitutions uh, thinking about the game, you know, and thinking about the, that we have another game to play um, Saturday. Today is Wednesday. Uh, we have we don't have too much time to to train during the week, um, and we thought that uh, was a good uh, moment to to make these substitutions. We were not thinking the penalty kicks. And there's a it's an interesting history behind the penalty gigs decisions tonight. Thank you. We'll take one last question from Fabian Rangel. Thank you for taking a second question, Coach. With Sacramento, LAFC, and the LA Galaxy in the next round, which team do you feel the Earthquakes are best suited to play against in the next round? Thank you. Doesn't matter. At this point. The competition like that, like US Open Cup, you go one game and can happen whatever. It doesn't matter the, the level of the, the, the team. It's going to be a very, very competitive game. So we are here and let's see against who do we have to play. And we will play with, a, with our 101%, like always. These guys are working hard, very, very hard. Okay, thank you very much, Alex. All right. Well, there we had our uh, press conference with Alex Cavello answering uh, questions. Uh, obviously, very happy and and glad to hear the the team. Obviously, uh, is is got to be quite pleased. You know, this is not a uh, a regular occurrence that the earthquakes get past a a penalty shootout like that. Still waiting for confirmation on the last uh, you know competitive fixture in which it went to penalties and the quakes did 
did come out on top. Again, my memory is failing me on that one. I'm, I'm sure it's been a long, long time. Um, but uh, Fabian Renko with a very good question there at the end, uh, to, you know, because you know I know it's looking ahead, but with the the way the pods work in the Open Cup draw, you know, it's likely that a, a Western pod will be put together and very likely be made up of you know the remaining teams on the coast, which are uh, Sacramento, who won against Phoenix Rising tonight. Uh, the LA Galaxy, who hung on against uh, the pluck, plucky upstarts from Orange County, my old hometown, uh, to win their game, and uh, LAFC, of course, advancing uh, yesterday. So, you know, those uh, those three MLS opponents, and then uh, Sacramento, the the USL Championship side, are are likely to make up a, a pot of four. One of those teams uh, will make it to the final four. Uh, given that uh, the next draw is for the next two rounds of the tournament, so. Um, Love looking ahead, although we, we still haven't uh, kind of tied up tonight. So uh, very happy to uh, also uh, hear the praise for Matt Bersano. Um, I mean, he clearly is a you know player who's been waiting for his chance and uh, to be able to, you know, to have such a uh, you know, an impact on a game as he did um, in the in the run of play. You know, he was uh, you know, Covello gave him some credit for his ability to distribute the ball, which is a big part of the Quakes uh, strat strategy. All of it uh, worked out really well. All right, uh, Jamin, uh, from from your perspective, anything kind of catch your attention? Yeah, sorry for taking the t uh, time to get back in, but uh, I was having a conversation very quickly with Alex Cabello on his way out, and he told me what happened with the penalty kicks. He said, okay. I don't know the history of these guys and penalties, so JT recommended the players who should be taking <laughs> the penalties in the, in the order. So nice, uh, nice. apparently J JT, the penalty-taking uh, coach, uh, I, one I, and I oh in his selection of players for kicks from the mark. So uh, maybe, maybe he's in line to be the goalkeeper coach as well. So there. <laughs> yeah, well, I, he would probably know, right? Because he has to face them all the time. So I, you know, he probably knows who's who's good at taking them. There you go. The goalkeeper union stays strong. So always, always good when they can step up. So for a little, each other. little inside, little inside baseball that you would not have gotten if we weren't here uh, at the sports fire, uh, Starfire Sports Complex tonight. A lot, of, uh, a lot of great comments. I'm going to actually turn off the uh, the lower lower uh, banner here so that uh, we can see some of those comments. So, uh, yeah, keep those comments uh, popping up here, uh, Anae, whenever you uh, see good ones coming through. Thanks to everyone for joining tonight. Such a great crowd. After a long extra time, 30 minutes of extra soccer, and then sticking around for penalties, and then to get on the show and find so many people already on here waiting for us tonight. And I was just... So excited, my son and I being at the game tonight uh, and just got to talk to, it seemed like every Quakes fan we ran into already said, hey, Jamin, and like knew our show. Uh, I, uh, I I read your stuff. You know, it's, uh, it's excellent, an, op an opportunity to get to, to meet some of the fans who uh, like to get on the show. So if you are driving home from Starfire tonight, careful with those celebrations. Please drive safe, uh, but I don't blame you for having a bit of fun along the way. Uh, I had a good time getting to meet uh, everyone that I got to meet tonight. So, yeah, it was a uh, a really exciting night, and we're going to get to talk to to Matt Persano here, uh, who who is the the hero. I mean, you can't put it any other way. When it comes down to goalkeeper penalties, like that is the ultimate in a PK shootout. Yep. And when you get to save the other PK, the PK of the other goalkeeper, and then you get to make yours. Like, can you script that any better for Matt Persano? I don't think it gets any better than that. I'm sure he uh, he'll he'll probably be pretty humble about it. Maybe not. Let's find out. Uh, but uh, you know, certainly the kind of um, 
you know, the kind of result that I'm sure in the same way a forward dreams of uh, hitting one upper 90 uh, on, on the, you know, a goalkeeper, you know, wants to make the big staves and the big stops and goalkeepers don't get to shoot very often. It's either at the end of games where they come up for corner kicks and they're hoping and praying to get their head on the ball or in those amazing situations like this where a penalty shootout leads eventually to a goalie getting an opportunity. So, you know, very, very fantastic for Matt and looking forward to, uh, to chatting with him about that. You know, he's made a lot of very important important stops and saves and, and a lot of game time with Reno uh, when when the, the Quakes had their partnership with uh, the USL club. So, you know, he was definitely not, you know, you know, absent play. He just wasn't getting that play at the major league soccer level. But, uh, you know, a lot of accolades at the at the lower level and which is biding his time, waiting his time. And as we said, the Open Cup tournament is one in which these players in earlier rounds get their chances. All right. Thank you, everyone, for your patience. We are now joined by goalkeeper Matt Bersano, who scored the game winning penalty and saved the last one as well. Um, let's go ahead, jump right into questions, starting with Jamin Moore. Hi, Matt. Thanks for taking the time to join us tonight. You know, you are the hero. Does it get any better for a keeper than to save the other keeper's penalty and then get to, to step up and take your own uh, and to win a game? I, I'm not sure there's a better script for a goalkeeper, is there? I would have loved to get a save earlier in that game. I felt like I was inches away from probably four of them. Uh, but once you hit kicker eight or nine and you feel like it's kind of heading that way, uh, all I could do was, was hope that had, that one of those got saved and eventually I would be able to just line up and, and take it how I wanted it. Thank you, Matt. Let's go next to Robert Jonas. Yeah, congrats, congrats on that on that result, and again, moving on to the next round of the tournament, which is uh, you know always a, an incredible achievement uh, for you. You've you've been on the bench, you know, you've seen uh, you know a lot of game action uh, from from the sidelines, but you know definitely we're we're getting our opportunities at the USL level at, with Reno when that was uh, when that team was available for you. You know, for tonight, you know, um, you know. The, the moments weren't just at the end. There were some incredible saves you made, especially at the end of the the first half. What um what was uh what was that uh, game flow like for you? What were you feeling throughout the game as it had been flowed and then finally made it to penalty kicks? So thankfully, uh, I had played the previous Open Cup game as well as the game mm -hmm. with the MLS Next Pro Team. Um, the the a couple of days after that because prior to that i think it was about two and a half years that i hadn't had a competitive match an official competitive match and so those are those are tough uh because you just you just want to like help your team in whatever way you can and uh today it was all about kind of keeping attention to detail because we just knew we knew who sounders were regardless of who was playing we knew how they were going to press we knew things like that and they're just a relentless team and at any moment, like it was in the last five minutes of the first half, we were doing everything we possibly could to get into that uh, halftime with the lead because a goal right then, we all know how dangerous that is. And so those moments are just tough uh, for, for a goalkeeper, especially for a backup goalkeeper. Um, you just try your hardest to talk, keep yourself engaged, um, remain present because uh, it can those games can those games can creep away from you especially when you're not involved for a little bit and then you got some tricky tricky little plays to end it so i think i think those were kind of the, the ways that we handled today a little bit of rain um i, I don't like in scored on ever and so two goals against uh, regardless of how they went uh being so close to saving that free kick uh those those moments they, they keep you going and they keep you hungry and then uh kind of it, it was it, Getting to the PKs was was exciting, and I would have, like I said, I would have loved to get a save earlier. I think I deserved it. Uh, just not how the day went. We had to get it to the point where I had to kick. So 
I guess, from that perspective. It could be worse. Thank you, Matt. We'll take uh, one or two more, uh, starting with Fabian Renkel. Matt, congratulations on the win, and congratulations on your first press conference in a while, right? So, <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Uh, I want to go ahead and ask you one more time, what was going through your head when it, you realized it was just goalies and you, you blocked, uh, you just blocked his PK, like walk us frame by frame. What was going through your mind? Thank you. Uh, I've been, I've been shooting the ball for my whole life. I've been shooting it as much as I've been playing in goal. Uh, making, making the save, I think was, was more difficult, especially with, kind of the way he hit it and the fact that hit my hands and hit part of my face too. Um, but when you, when you're lining up to shoot that or whatever, I've done that kick a thousand times. I've gone both ways. I'm, I've, I've hit it wherever I need to do to score. So at that point, um, especially playing in Seattle after, after starting my career in Seattle in 2016, um, it was kind of just a, just a crazy moment, surreal moment to be able to go up and, and strike that in and, uh, and then be able to celebrate with the guys. Cause that was, that was a moment I remember forever. Definitely. Thank you, Matt. Our last question comes from Jamin Moore. Hey, Matt, thanks for taking another one. Um, so the second half did get a kind of a little bit, you know, hectic for you guys. Um, a lot of the pressure was coming your direction. The rain was coming down. It looked like in front of you, the pitch was getting, you know, pretty slick. Um, just describe for us uh, what it's like to play in a place like Starfire it's such an enclosed facility. There's only 4,000 fans in the whole place. It must feel like almost like some sort, some USL stadiums or even college uh, atmospheres. Uh, just tell us what it's like to play in this facility. And then what did the rain kind of do to the pitch in front of you? Thank you. Yeah. So um, thankfully I have experience uh, playing at Starfire in 2016. Um, it wasn't, we didn't, we didn't practice much while I was there just because uh, back then the turf wasn't quite as uh, quite as nice. It was okay today. Um, but the more and more it rains, the slicker it gets and the faster the passes go. Uh, we're a team that prides themselves on trying to play out of the back and, and definitely in the new system. That's kind of the way we've been trying to do it. Um, it's very, very difficult to do that on a field like this. And so you kind of have to change your identity. Uh, I hit way more long balls today than I probably have in my whole career. Um, that's just not kind of the way we do it, but that's the way you had to do it today to get the win, especially with uh, there was a bit of wind in that second half. That was going straight at us. Um, wind, rain, just completely changed the elements on, on how that game was. And then obviously they had the momentum for a good chunk of that. And so we were a bit in survival mode. And that gets that gets real difficult. But uh, the way the guys banded together, uh, the way that we were we were clearing every ball, the way we were, we were getting every every second ball that we could. Um, I mean, we just owe, owe it all to them to, to keep us in that. There was cross after cross after cross, and the center backs were huge. Guys working for working hard to get the second ones. Um, I mean, that's just that's just an ode to the to how badly everybody wanted to win. Uh, Seattle is a difficult place to play, regardless of where you play. Um, and their fans, even though it's four thousand or whatever, there like you, it is a it is a presence that is quite incredible. And so um, I'm very thankful to 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 get the minutes tonight for us to get the win and uh, went a bit longer than we would have liked, but it just made it a bit more dramatic. So it is what it is. All right, thank you very much, Matt, and congrats on the win. Thanks, guys. Right. Well, Jamon is uh, getting some more insider information, uh, being there on location. Uh, 
uh, we can uh, sort of uh, digest a little bit about what uh, Matt had to say there. You know, a lot of smiles. Um, you know, he he's absolutely right. It's been you know many many years until just recently that he's been getting this these kind of competitive games, and that that's got to always play a kind of a mental toll if you're not careful. Uh, you can really get uh, you know a little bit rusty both physically and mentally. But as we saw against uh, against Bay Cities in the round before, I didn't have a whole lot to do in that game, but uh, it's important to to get those minutes to to taste that victory and to to come out here and and put in over 120 minutes plus another uh, 11 penalty uh, attempts it says a whole lot about uh, Matt and his uh, his mental fortitude and, and uh, you know you know showing that uh, he, he can be he can be counted on he can be trusted and and you know a player that you know definitely deserves his his accolades for for man of the match so uh, yeah, so uh, Jamin, any any uh, inside scoops while we were waiting for you to come back on the other uh, <laughs> oh, <air> here? <laughs> just chatted very quickly with with Matt on his way way out of the room, and and he he kind of reiterated that he had actually just been he takes a ton of PKs because when the keepers face the keepers, like the PK is kind of the most yeah. like normal shot in some ways to kind of take when the keepers are 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 facing each other. And so he's like, yeah, I take a lot of PKs. <laughs> so when he's saying that it's easier, that might seem weird uh, coming from a keeper, but it's because they take a lot of PKs. Um, so uh, he probably has a good idea, you know, how a keeper reads, what direction they may go, how to, you know, position your hips, uh, you know, in order to like look like you're going a certain way or not. And, you know, that experience, you know, paid off tonight for sure. And uh, by no means was that a soft kick either. That was uh, a very expertly taken kick uh, to to win that game. Nothing that uh, you know Cleveland was going to get close to putting a hand on. So, yeah, I imagine in those goalkeeper battles, I know I've seen them out at training, you know, many many times where there's a lot of pride in in getting a ball past your fellow goalkeeper, your fellow teammate, as well as being able to save off those guys as well. So, I imagine uh, that test probably made it a uh, even more and more of a, a good training uh, training exercise and then it showed tonight what a, an amazing finish for matt and uh, again propels the quakes into the round of 16 a, a pretty rarefied place in the tournament for for san jose and uh, brings up some really compelling kind of stories moving forward i mean this is now a team that's four wins away from a trophy i don't think uh, we would have said it two or three weeks ago this team was anywhere close to hardware other than a wooden spoon and now things have you know really dramatically turned around and, and if this team can capture that momentum moving forward in league play and especially if they uh, start to take those incremental steps uh, ahead in this in this cup tournament you know there could be some uh, some 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 strong celebrations for san jose fans all right we got a uh, looks like uh, again on uh, Jamin's side there, sharing a room with a whole lot of folks. So <laughs> sorry, I, uh, I'm trying to figure out how much longer I have in the room because uh, they've already packed up the the uh, press conference stuff and they're out of here. But we got a a, a, a sounder rep in the room. What's that? Okay. Well, it's a, it's a late night. So, and my son's sitting right beside me. He's got school tomorrow. Uh, it's 11:48 local time. Uh, you know, we have people on the East Coast. Uh, already check out for the night. So look, hey, look, we got a lot of live fans on tonight. I am grateful to everyone to take the time after a long game like that and an exciting game, obviously, to spend it with us. So uh, thank you for for making the time. But I think uh, we'll probably make it a shorter night tonight, Robert, if that's okay with you, just because Absolutely. of all the different factors going on. But fans, I will also be live this weekend. My son's going to make the trip with me. We're going to make it up to Vancouver. 
And uh, thank you, by the way. The reason we can do that is because of your generosity. So thank you so much, everyone who supports our Patreon. Uh, in case uh, you know you're new around here, um, we do have a Patreon, uh, and let me kind of bring that up and uh, share that information uh, with you. So you can check that out at quakesepicenter.com/patreon. Your patron dollars, in this case, are helping me be able to make the trip up to Vancouver, be able to stay overnight. I'm hoping to conduct an interview or two, if I can, on Saturday morning before the game. Um, and then the gas money to be able to go up and be able to come back. And I just want to let you all know that your money is, uh, your donations uh, to our Patreon are greatly appreciated, and it's helping us provide you, hopefully, with some extra special coverage of the earthquakes that you wouldn't otherwise be able to get. So if you've got a couple extra dollars a month, uh, you know, Freddie Estrada here says the best $5 you will spend, but you can spend as little as two, believe it or not. You can spend as much as 15 if you like. Um, but feel free, please check out the, uh, the Patreon and, uh, and uh, do what you can because it does help us provide this extra coverage for you. I know we are doing things like uh, some coverage. We just we had Asher in Houston uh, at that game. We, uh, we've uh, had Alex be able to go to different places in L.A. to be able to cover games down there. Uh, you've had Colin a couple times this season be able to cover from Philadelphia uh, as well as New York. And, uh, you know, these are things that we want to be able to try to do more and more away coverage for you all. So uh, hopefully you're enjoying uh, what we're able to provide. And when we get a chance to be able to talk face to face, we can get you a couple of extra tidbits like that. And I'm really looking forward to uh, hopefully uh, getting a couple uh, additional interviews and working with Jake uh, on exactly what we can do about that. But I'm really hoping uh, to be able to get a couple additional side interviews for you while I'm up in Vancouver and looking forward to a great game because Robert, I mean, as fun as the open cup is, what has to be real, uh, you know, priority number one for this team is going into a place like Vancouver and walking away with at least a point. Um, don't let Vancouver catch any closer to you in the standings, the earthquakes because they had some heroics at the very last second uh, in a game that they maybe didn't deserve to win against Toronto this, this last weekend. And uh, so the earthquakes do not want to give three points right now to the Vancouver Whitecaps. They want to at least take a point, if not take all three uh, up in uh, up in Vancouver. So looking forward to that. As uh, Monty is mentioning here, please like. Is that direction? Wait, that direction. Sorry. Like, subscribe, notify, turn on the notifications is what we mean by notify. Turn on those notifications. That way, when we do these um, ad hoc videos, uh, you will get notified when they get posted. And uh, that will is helpful because a lot of the uh, views that come from the videos that we do as we talk to um, media and such from, uh, from other clubs, uh, a lot of that comes because of the people who turn on the notifications. And so you know when we've done a new video. More of our views come from those notifications than actually come from like Twitter promotion and things like that. So... Uh, that's a really good thing to do as well. And we are now at 600 subscribers to our channel. Um, we're trying to get to 1,000. Of course, as soon as we get to 1,000, we can do some extra special stuff for you, as well as it allows us to monetize episodes and put a little bit more back in our pockets. Um, and uh, again, our uh, all of us are unpaid contributors. Um, and uh, so, you know, it's we're, uh, we're no one's getting rich off this. Trust me. <laughs> Uh, all right. So Ben says winds feel so much better when we have the aftershock community to share it with. And absolutely tonight, uh, I didn't get to participate in it much because my phone was wet. And so it's a bad <laughs> way to try to experience a game when your phone is wet. Um, 
if you were watching uh, the national coverage, my wife was saying, I can see you guys because we were like directly across the pitch. So if you notice the ball guy across, that was that was me. And then my son, who had all the hair, uh, was right beside me tonight. So uh, if you notice, we were on national television all night long. Uh, so uh, that shows how famous we are. Robert, any final thoughts before we wrap it up for the night? Uh, just the, you know, with the game against Vancouver coming up and then a midweek game against Portland after that, you know, the, uh, the attention does definitely turn back to league play. And uh, with uh, Alex uh, Cavello sort of riding the ship, you know, I think uh, kind of simplifying things for this team, uh, you're seeing them play with a, a bit more confidence, a bit more discipline. You know, this is an opportunity to uh, to go into BC place. Not uh, not a great uh, history there for the Quakes, you know, but uh, if they can manage to get that point and somehow make it even a better performance than that, that's going to be, again, another one of those huge inflection points that uh, that we're seeing here at a, at a point in the season where there's still two thirds games to play. And so uh, these games really do matter and can make a huge difference in uh, starting to bring those quakes a little bit closer to that, uh, the respectability line in the West. So um, enjoy it. Vancouver is a fantastic place. I'm sure you'll have a great time up there and uh, we'll be watching along and maybe we'll see you on national TV once more. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to enjoy it every bit I can. Uh, we'll be in the press box. Hopefully we'll uh, have a little bit nicer digs for the post game show uh, there. This, uh, this, uh, uh, Facility here is uh, not what the, I don't think the Sounders are dreaming of their future facility to to be like. I think it's definitely going to be at least a step or 10 uh, up from this facility. But we did have a good time tonight. Actually, Robert, to be honest, it was a little bit like uh, being back at Buckshaw. Nice. I remember in the Buckshaw days where, you know, you felt like you were right on top of the pitch and you're right there behind the benches and and things like that. It was it uh, is probably the closest experience that one can have to, to uh, another Buckshaw Quakes game. So, and, and Chris Wondolowski was there. So it, it felt, uh, felt very much uh, like the old days there for a little bit. Very nice. And, very and nice. honestly, you know, you got Roe playing in the other team and he's been around for forever too. So, you know, a couple, <laughs> a couple old timers out there tonight. Thank you again, everyone for joining us tonight. Thank you, Robert, for taking the time to be able to Absolutely. be on tonight. Everyone have a thought for Alex Morgan, who is taking finals tomorrow. We gave him the night off. Thank you to Ana Patel for running the show. Uh, really appreciate his help tonight because we didn't know what kind of connection we would get here at Starfire, but we had a lot of fun. Hope you did too. Uh, the Quakes win, was it nine to eight? Is that the final? Uh, nine, nine to eight. Yep. Nope. Nine to eight. Very, very interesting scoreline for the final for this one, <laughs> but uh, a couple uh, great goals and an interesting time at Buckshaw. For Robert Jonas, I'm Jamin Moore. Thank you everyone for watching. Please have a good night. Uh, and if you're driving home from uh, Starfire, please drive safe. We will talk to you after Vancouver. Have a good night.